Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Does Patrick Mahomes need seven Super Bowls to be considered the greatest of all time? Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, Mandalay Bay Convention Center, site of Super Bowl 58. Counting down Perloff, we're talking a lot about the quarterbacks. Last night was opening night, which meant everybody was meeting the media. The Blue Man Group was there. Some other crazy things were going on. But in the middle of all that, there were legit questions about legacies and what's at stake for Brock Purdy. Yeah, was that definitely the blue man group, or was it just three guys all in blue? Anyway, you know, it's a good, good question. Uh, I mean, listen, this Super Bowl, all the experts are saying it's come down to who can establish the run. Is it going to be the Niners or the Chiefs? So there's a chance that it's not going to be a big quarterback game either way. But there's also a real chance that Brock Purdy is going to have 350 yards of passing, and if he does that and they win the game, I'm sorry, the game manager label and all that is gone. And I don't even know if we'll come back. And the big contract is coming, and he's in the star category. Okay. I think that a lot of people have already made up their mind about Bach Purdy. Now, that doesn't mean it can change, and that doesn't mean that new information doesn't change things, can change your opinion. Mm. If Brock Purdy is the offensive force and uh, of them winning the Super Bowl, then yes, obviously he's going to shed that. All the labels, the Mr. Irrelevant thing goes out the window. Everything is now... Brock Purdy, is he tier one? Is he mm. tier two? I mean, we elevate the conversation in a different way. If this game, though, goes like the other playoff games have gone, where Brock Purdy doesn't play that well in the first half and then has to come back, or if Christian McCaffrey really is the star of the show and he's the Super Bowl MVP or something like that, then this Brock conversation is going to still continue to happen. A lot of it has to do with how he plays, which is exactly mm. how this conversation should go down. It should be about how he performs on the field because that's what this is about, isn't it? Well, no, it's not because the way he's performed on the field is star level, and there should be no question. If you actually just look, if, if again, I always say this, he was the number one overall pick like Baker Mayfield, and he went out and had that season that he had. There would be no doubt he'd be the guy, show him the $300 million contract, sure. $50 million a year. It's that draft label, and it's also a little bit, as you pointed out, Kyle Shannon has had a wandering eye around quarterbacks, so maybe that conversation will come back, but I don't think so. I think even a bad performance, they are sold on this guy, and the success, if you're just going on the field, the success is unquestioned. I'm just looking, and this strikes me as funny, and tell me if it does you too, the over-under on who will have more yards 
uh, in the Super Bowl passing. Patrick Mahomes is set at 260.5, and Brock Purdy's at 246.5. I feel like Purdy's going to be throwing more because all Kansas City wants to do is control the ball like they did against Baltimore. Well, it all. I think this also has to do with how do we think this game's actually going to go yeah. and flow? Do we think that Kansas City, like they did against Baltimore, get out to a big lead and then try to play conservatively to sit on it? Or do we think, and is it going to go like the San Francisco 49ers to playoff games yeah, exactly. where they're coming from behind from deficits both big and small in the second half. That's why I think the game flow could set up for Purdy gets this star turn and if he's cool in the fourth quarter you know I have to be I'm going to be totally honest it took me years to adjust to Tom Brady being that good. I, I wrote this column that I became somewhat famous for at SI saying Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Yeah, it's been, was, it's been called your worst take ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this, that's a, that's a you, high bar. Although you just, some said, bad ones. you just said that 11-year-old kid reporter uh, should yeah. be shunned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> screw, screw that kid. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Don't uh, kids coming to take our job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this kid. All of them. Yeah. That's, that's an opinion of Pearl I think he's Wally, number one on my list, too, because he seems really good. Anyway, <laughs> the better they are, the more I hate ranked. them. Ben Simmons. And then this 11-year-old reporter. Um, This crap is crap. (laughs) (laughs) EJ drop. But uh, I'm lost here. What was... Oh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. You said it took you a long time to get used to Brady being So I understand. So I learned my lesson. And now (laughs) I am not going to deny what I see with my eyes based on where they were drafted, based on anything. If the guy is performing, if he throws for 300 yards, Maggie, he's a star. And I know they can't resign him yet, but he is going to be the future of the team. And I already think Shanahan's there. I see when he talks about him now, it's love. Yeah. It feels like he is running that system. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan, because Kyle Shanahan also gets all the credit. So anything Brock Purdy does shines on uh, Kyle yeah. Shanahan. How'd you find this gem? Yeah, what a look genius what, pick. You look know? what I did to this. Look yeah. at my system in this guy. <laughs> it's great. So Shanahan is fully invested in Brock Purdy. And I hate to say it, Shanahan strikes me as a guy who does like, has a little bit of an ego. So he likes this whole, yeah, I mean, I'm being nice here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let's hear a little from Kyle Shanahan. Carlos, can we please hear cut three Kyle Shanahan on his belief in Brock Purdy? Brock was the most consistent quarterback that I've been around, and it started that way in rookie camp to OTAs to training camp, and, and that's I felt a certain way. Our players felt a certain way, but um, then when he got in because of injury and he had those seven games and went through every situation possible, playoff games, um, comebacks, he did it here. I think we went to overtime here when we were down versus the Raiders in uh, 22, but just what he did was – it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't just the record. It wasn't the stats. The film showed it, and that's why we knew if he would be healthy going to the next year, uh, we had a hell of a quarterback. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, not the only one heaping praise on Brock Purdy. Patrick Mahomes, let's play cut two, knew that Purdy was going to be good going back to his Iowa State games. I don't, I don't know how it feels for him. I mean, uh, I, I, the biggest thing I can say, I mean, it's going to be a great game. I mean, that's what you want in the Super Bowl is great teams going up against each other. Um, I've seen Brock play for a long time. I watched him beat up on Texas Tech a while while he was in college. Now him playing great in the NFL, and um, he's a winner. That's, that's what he is. Um, and it, and there's, it, it takes something to be a winner every single day, and he's done a great job of that. And um, I'm hoping it's not like his first Super Bowl because I won my first Super Bowl. So I, I definitely want to win, but I know he'll play great, and it'll be a great game. There wow. you go. So. As long as he doesn't put his uh, any equipment or kicking tee anywhere near where Mahomes is warming <laughs> up, their relationship yeah. sounds rock solid. Yeah, yeah, get Jake Moody, Jake Moody out better, of there. He better be careful. Jake Moody's got other problems on his hands, like he can't kick field goals consistently. Uh, there uh, was a visual. The kickers, obviously. <laughs> there was a visual last night where Brock Purdy and Mahomes were on the big stage, yep. and looking up at them, it struck me. I'm like, 
it is amazing to see little Brock Purdy up there. <laughs> He's with, got a baby face a little. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it just was. It was a stunning visual with Patrick Mahomes already probably the second greatest quarterback of all time. But Purdy didn't look nervous to me. No. He looked like you know what I kind of belong here, so I'm uh, I'm confident that he'll actually play okay. This actually goes back to a conversation we were having before about humility and how you can yeah. have that while also having this deep belief in yourself and being like kind of a killer underneath, yes. like in in the way that athletes sort of need to to compete at a really high level. And I think Brock Purdy has it. I think Patrick Mahomes has it. I think all these these QBs have a degree of it because. You need something has to come from within to push you because so much of this stuff is done when nobody's looking. And whether it's to the extreme with Michael Jordan, where he wanted to embarrass you, he wanted to outwork you and embarrass you and leave a memorable moment like you will remember me in this moment when I took your five dollars, I took your soul on a basketball court, I did whatever. And I think these guys that that's the extreme. But I think even with Mahomes and guys like Purdy, they they present as very humble guys and with a lot of humility, but you you have to have this high degree of self-confidence in order to make it. Yeah, there's this other thing, too, where they don't believe, like, whatever they failed at early, they, they learn to overcome that. Any adversity comes their way. You have to overcome adversity to become a Super Bowl-level quarterback. It just doesn't have – you can't have everything handed to you. And I think I was talking about Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Like, there's a guy like Patrick Mahomes. It's never enough. He's like, he's not going to stop practicing because I have three rings. Because I think right. that insecure two, was he a three-star recruit or something? Uh, I, I think at one point, I think that still lives, takes up a huge part of his psyche. And he's always going to work hard. And I think that's kind of why you see these guys up there. Brock Purdy, too. You could tell, like, he is not taking this for granted. He's like, he knows he's Mr. Irrelevant. I, I think there's an interesting sort of combination of confidence and humility with all these guys. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Mike is in Oregon, wants to weigh in on this quarterback conversation. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, good morning, Maggie and Perloff. Um, you know, I love you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak my mind here. Um, you know, these two quarterbacks, uh, they have a matter of ego and uh, sense of humility. When I say ego, it's 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 um, consciousness of self, where you right. are, who you are, and both of them still are. I mean, look at Mahomes. He's been to four Super Bowls in five years, and it's been a challenging year. Yet he knows he wouldn't be there but for Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, we didn't see and that the- rope a dope coming. And then and the, and then you have Brock Purdy, <laughs> who's constantly getting punched in the face. And I gotta tell you, Maggie, you got a hell of a right hook. <laughs> you know, you know, um, Mike, Mike. Here's the thing: I when we were just talking about the it's the type of games that he's playing, and I'm giving him all the credit in the world, you know, for how the comeback looked against Detroit. But he also didn't play well in the first half. You know, he didn't play well in the first half he against Green Bay. He didn't have Green the ball Bay. in his hand. Detroit dominated. They had four possessions. One was a touchdown. One was a field goal. A missed field goal, sorry. He didn't have the I'm ball in his hand. How could he have not played bad? I'm not saying he's the only reason why they were in a hole against Detroit yeah. at halftime. But I'm saying he had a pass that should have been picked and could have been picked. And, and then he did have a pick, but it was tipped. It was tipped. But I don't think they had no chance to get a flow because their defense got destroyed on third down. I don't think Purdy was playing that badly in that first half. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll see something different. Obviously, the rain was an issue in the Green Bay game. Yeah. But then, uh, miraculously, when the rain was seemed to be the hardest is when he led the game-winning drive. And so he's got that. It's not a Purdy hate. And what it is is... 
it was the MVP conversation. I couldn't understand how he got in the MVP conversation when we all watch 49ers games and we see what Christian McCaffrey does for that team. I've been obsessed with this Brock Purdy game manager conversation since yesterday when we talked about Troy Aikman. Yeah. A guy who didn't put up these huge numbers but knew what he had to do to win and it became a, a champion. I started to think, and I know mm. Cam Newton, I love Cam Newton. I know he's been kind of ragging on Purdy a bit. I bet you a lot of guys would rather be Brock Purdy than Cam Newton. Because at the end of the day, besides the podcast and besides, you know, being the flamboyant guy he is. MVP. what MVP. But, like, what does Cam have to show for? He got beat up. He got hurt. Yeah. Because um, he was carrying a team that wasn't fit for him, quite frankly. A team that didn't, they didn't do enough to put around him. Brock Purdy has all these stars around him. He's playing in the Super Bowl. He's a favorite against Patrick Mahomes. I think about the career of someone like Troy Aikman, and I think I'd rather be him than somebody who has to carry a team for two years and then get hurt. I I I dare you to find a young athlete who would rather be Brock Purdy than Cam Newton. <laughs> no, I th- no, I think people want to be the flashy big superstar. I no? think once they I think they think that until they have to do what Cam Newton had to do. I think that if you ask Lamar Jackson, hey, would you rather be on Baltimore? Or would you rather have those weapons in in, uh, in in San Francisco and just distribute the ball and do that? He'd say I'd rather be in San Francisco tomorrow. If that meant that I don't get MVPs or that meant I don't run the ball as much, I'd rather do that because I'm taking a beating doing what I'm doing trying to carry this team. Well, and also mm-hmm. as we know. The quarterback gets the unhealthy amount of blame, but credit right. as well. So, you know, even if you're Troy Aikman or whatever, who doesn't have these all-time stats, you know, he, listen, does Emmett Smith get a lot of credit? Does Jimmy Johnson get a lot of credit? Does Michael Irvin? Sure, they share it. But Troy gets a lot of the credit, too, yeah. for those Super Bowls. So well, Tro- He's making $20 million a year to call football. But Troy, is a, <laughs> Troy was a number one overall pick and yeah, a Hall no. of Famer. Yeah. So I, I do think – but I, it's funny, I kind of disagree with you and not even – like, I think a lot of young athletes said, I want to be Cam Newton. I think, I understand what you're saying. Like, there is it's an advantage of being Brock Purdy, but everybody wants to be, you know, you want to be Michael Vick, you want to be Cam Newton, you want to be, it's not you want to be the Super Bowl winner, you want to be the gigantic well, star. Well, ideally, I think you yeah. want to be the best team on a winning team. Right. Right. Best, best player on a winning team. And then, and you said to yourself, watching Brock Purdy up there with next to Patrick Mahomes, it looked like he didn't, it looked like he didn't belong only because we know his story. But it's like, wow, this guy got to this level, and it's like he's there in large part because of the pieces around him, and there are a lot of great quarterbacks right now that are sitting at home. We heard the time from Pat Mahomes talking about how miserable he was at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and how that is. Imagine that's Josh Allen every year. That's Lamar Jackson every year. Yeah, but do you think Lamar Jackson would want to be just a distributor who throws screen? That would be such a waste of Lamar's talent. But he still get the credit. I think he'd be driven nuts by not being able to – really be him full self as a quarterback. I don't think a lot of guys want to be Brock Purdy who are just these point guards. You know, it's funny, EJ, you bring it up, and you mentioned Josh Allen, and remember the game against the Cowboys, what did he say? They ran the ball so well with James Cook that he said, I felt like I did the group, I was in the group project, I didn't do anything, and I got an A. I I think he was okay with it, I think he said it that way because he was okay with it, but you're right, he's used to having to do everything. Is this a poll question? It might be a little out of nowhere. Would you rather be Brock Purdy or Cam Newton? I'll tell you right now, there are certain passes that I'm sure Brock Purdy does better than Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's probably... The guy, like, it's like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins doesn't have nearly arm strength, the guys, but you notice his receivers have 1,800 yards. Like, it's not always about being the superior talent at quarterback. You could throw these little catchable balls, right? And think about, you know, Cam Newton. 
right now not in the NFL. We talked about Robert Griffin, another guy, young guy that's not in the NFL. Like, why are these guys in the, guys not in the NFL? Part of that has been the beating that they've taken. Yeah. Again, does Brock Purdy look like a guy that can't play for 15 years? Like, his style, there's nothing about his style, how he plays, that you feel like he's going to be in any danger as long as he's on a team that can protect him like any other quarterback. You know, but and we're talking about Brock Purdy and could he shed the label of game manager, uh, you know, with a Super Bowl win and, and how would it look? But would you rather be someone like Cam Newton who got all the yeah. credit and the flash and the pizzazz and the physical skill that Cam brought? Or would you rather be Brock Purdy who's got all the talent around him, has talent himself, but finds himself in more of a winning situation? Um, well, you know what Cam would want to be, right? Have you ever seen Cam run an RPO? An RPO where it's either going to be Cam who runs into the end zone or the running back runs in the end zone. Guess who runs in the end zone 100% of the time? Cam wants the ball in his hand. I think Lamar Jackson wants the ball in his hand. I don't think these guys want to be Brock Purdy. They want to be Cam Newton. They want to be the start. That was almost Cam's fault is he always wanted the spotlight. He always wanted the ball in his hand, and he took those giant hits. I don't think Lamar could be. I think he'd drive him nuts. Do you? Do you well, I, I could wonder, not be Brock Purdy. He could the, not play for Shanahan. Is it the difference of he had, he wanted it, or was the team saying you're our no, only hope? To, no, 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 no. It's you and Jonathan Stewart. And yeah, I know. Well, I'm telling you, at the one yard line, there'd be gigantic holes in. Jonathan Stewart was here, and Cam was here. And a lot of quarterbacks would have given to Stewart. Cam would never. He's like, I want that touchdown. I want to dance. And I'm sorry, maybe that wasn't. They were talking about one yard touchdowns on first and one. Anybody can run it in. Like. You don't think that Cam chose to play his style of football? I mean, I think you got to have a willing coaching staff, right? Get you've got to, he's got to want to play that way, and you've got to have the people in the building who are saying, okay, you can, we're on board with this. Yeah, and also, too, if you have Cam Newton, I think there's a temptation of like, oh my God, I have Cam Newton. Like, go yeah, out there go and ahead, win the do game. Your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cape on, yeah, yeah. The open I think shirt. it always helps a coach to have like a little Brock Purdy guy who's not going to, like, yeah, it's going to be hard to be a coach to say, Cam Newton, I want you to. Be use 60% of your talent here and help everybody. <laughs> it's, it, I don't think it works like that, but it, it's an interesting point, though. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, okay, lots more to do. See you guys in the chat, the weedos, the coffee drinkers. We say good morning to you, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. We say good morning to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates. We love you. We think about you all the time. You're on our minds constantly. Uh, the free Odyssey app, you can download it. It's crystal clear. It is absolutely F-R-E-E free. And Sirius XM Channel 158. Coming up, we've got some news that I just, I can't help it, guys. I don't like it. I don't like it. The NFL is making a decision. I'm staunchly against it. Find out what that is next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Carlos is running Super Bowl halftime acts. This one was polarizing because apparently old people had never heard of The weekend before this <laughs> concert, and there were a lot of mirrors, which I guess is also confusing to old people. <laughs> <laughs> old people. Uh, yeah, I thought this one was good, but not all-time to Listen, me. Listen, this was, you got to put a little bit of a caveat on this. It's like the Lakers title in the bubble. It was oh, happening it, during the pandemic. You know, you, I think people were really into safety at that point. You don't want people up on stage together. It was a crazy time. Oh, man, there's one I know I totally disagree, at least with EJ on one, that I did not like. Halftime show? What's that? I didn't like Rihanna. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you. I got to be reminded of this terrible take. I was there, and everyone said on TV, like, something different was happening, but, like, all the levers and the things, like, I didn't didn't understand. (laughs) Sounds like the old person. I I just, no, I just. (laughs) The levers and the levels. It just was not, it didn't blow me away in person at all. In person is interesting. Yeah. To me, I, I love. I know you joke about how many movies I didn't see, but I love cinematography. The cinematography of that Super Bowl performance, I think, was probably the best ever. I just think the shots they got, how they set up everything with the lights when they rise yeah. up to the roof. So this is an appreciation of the yeah, technical I mean, aspect. Yeah, and she was fantastic too. But like so much of just the production of that, I thought was S level. See, that's incredible. A, that's so funny because I thought the exact opposite. I'm like Lady Gaga came down from the roof. Britney Spears had dancing sharks. I remember. Uh, um, Beyonce was up there and like 47 other stars and 9,000 kids. To me, there was something kind of simple. It was really just Rihanna. Which I think was what made it great, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think the fact that there wasn't any, a lot of guests or a lot of other people to take you, yeah. to, to distract you, was like, you know what? This yeah. is her and her amazing voice. And she's doing this pregnant, which was incredible. Yeah, like, that to, was do, to pull that off was stunning. So, like, this is the level of fear that mm-hmm. men have about asking if a woman is pregnant, <laughs> where it took until halfway through that performance to be like, all right, I guess she really is, because we have scared, we women, have scared the daylights into you guys about asking whether or not a woman's pregnant. It's one of our great, it's one of the great accomplishments of the female, no, female race. I, unless you're actually delivering, uh, you know, unless <laughs> you actually have a, your, a unless head you're, you're crowning. There's no stirrups, the <laughs> there's no stirrups there, I'm not going to even ask. So I've, I've, uh, maybe a, Shameful confession, but I'll do it anyway. Oh like, no! No, so it's like when you didn't you're, ask somebody. when you're on the subway. For yes. me, so so when I'm on the subway, this is a big city thing. I yes. yeah, so in New York City, you know, there's a courtesy thing. If you see a pregnant woman, you, you should up. get up. But or a disabled person, right? Or anything, disabled, right. yes. Oh yes. Mm. You'd disabled, be surprised exactly. if people don't do it often, right? But like, because there'll be again situation where you don't know. <laughs> oftentimes, it's like if, if it's not a guarantee, I don't get up. I get up for any woman. And, and it, oh really? Yeah, I mean, I get it for almost anybody because I don't really care. Like, uh, yeah, don't you guys like? I I, like if, it, if it's a dad, just get up. What's the big deal? Standing, it's no big deal for us. I've gotten up. Maybe not. I don't think I've gotten someone wrong who was pregnant, but I have gotten up for people who were like who looked older to me. Yeah, yeah. and they kind of looked at me like, "How dare you? Like, I'm, I'm fifty <laughs> Super or whatever. Offended. I'm fifty-five. Like, yeah. I can get up. Like, sit down. I'm like, okay. So now I, I'm like very hesitant now to do it because I, I don't. I don't even want to. I don't. I, I am afraid of all subway interactions. I'd rather not <laughs> talk to anybody or have anybody talk to me. So me even doing this alone is a lot. So to have somebody have to be upset, I mean, Curtis, I'm like, you so, know what? I'm just going to sit down until unless someone looks at me and asks, and then I'll get up. I think you should just err on the side of caution with the pregnant women and let every woman sit down. Right, but then that's the fear, though. <laughs> that's the fear, though, is that you – because then maybe they'll take offense. But, they'll okay. be like, why Why are you, why are you make, letting me sit down? Sorry, back to the halftime act. One yeah. thing. You guys are not pro guest star. I want to see a cast of thousands come out here. I 
I want to know. I want to be surprised by a cameo. Well, you can bet on that. There's prop bets. We're going to be doing yeah. that later on yeah. in the week. Andrew Bogish is here with headlines. Bogish, you ever ask a woman if she was pregnant and it turns out she wasn't? Uh, I've assumed it and was wrong. I guess <laughs> kind of like EJ, but I've never oh, no. verbalized the question. <laughs> Way to have restraint. Good morning. I mean, yeah, could How's you make it, it more obvious? Like, we're trying to be gentlemen. Like, don't make it harder for us. Like, like <laughs> give us, like, there's a walk you can do. Make a T-shirt that announces it just so we know that we're doing the right thing. Do you think women should have to wear a bumper sticker on our ass that says baby on board? Is that what you want? <laughs> I mean, I prefer no it on the belly sure. so I can see it easier. <laughs> what if she's not, fa- you know, what if she's facing yeah, me? I can't see the coat, backside. Right. Yeah. We should put a, little, put a little pin on our lapel. You know, it just says like. Yes. Uh, <laughs> perfect. A little baby on it. Um, if, By the way, no one got up for me until I was like eight months. I was like, thanks. Really? Thanks, uh-huh. losers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if the Eagles were tired playing in just America this mm. season, imagine how badly next season will go when they leave the continent. The Birds will host the NFL's inaugural Brazil game in Sao Paulo on Friday night, September 6th. That's the night after the regular season kicks off. The opponent, as if it matters, is TBD. Okay, uh... Perloff, this is his team, but yeah. if you'll allow me to be outraged on his behalf go for ahead. a moment. Okay, I get that the NFL wants to go into these bigger markets and bigger countries and get new fans. I understand it. But you're telling me you have to take away a team's home opener to go to Brazil? That seems so like a middle finger to your fans. How do you take the home opener away? And if they Mm. make it Eagles-Cowboys or a division game, I will double down on this opinion. I think it is awful. You have a bye week. You go to other countries on the bye. What's the the difference? The time change is actually not even as egregious as it is going to Europe. Well, I mean, you can't take away the home opener because whenever they open at home, that'll be the home opener. Yeah. No, you know what I mean. You're taking away a home game, but I feel like that the the fervor that people have and the love of the NFL at the beginning of yeah. the season, ah. when you have all the hope in the world, where everyone's super excited, to take away that, I just I don't like it. Uh, that's funny. I I mean, first of all, any Philadelphia game is just pure mayhem, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I don't think this is a middle finger to the Eagles because I I know the league office loves the Eagles. They love Lurie. They're really tight with the league office. Uh, you have to play. If you're going to go to Brazil, it has to be the first game. There's no other choice. Right? You can't go in week 12 to Brazil. Why? If you have your it's bye a, week, what's I just looked it up. It's a 13-hour flight. Okay, but so but you're still okay, so you're going to still come back on that flight and you're going to have to play the next week. You know, your bye week's not week 2. Well, yeah, but So you're going to play. I, I I do think it's different. You have to do it before the season starts. I think that's much easier to do week 1. I think actually the Eagles, believe it or not, are, it's kind of like an off-season trip. You know how college basketball teams go to Italy or something? Michigan went to Italy to meet the Pope. I think it's a, a bonding like op- I think it's a bonding opportunity for They do that just, in the off-season. They don't do that during the season. Well, this is kind of like the off. So basically they'll go <laughs> Week in, 1 is not the off-season. Well, the trip I mean, a big chunk of it will be technically the offseason once the game starts. So it is, I just think week one is when you do this. I, I, you uh, can, definitely I, can't do it week 12. I, I That's not like even it. an option. I do think it's going to become perhaps a kind of a showcase game for these guys. Because yeah. think about it. You have They're the sorry. Thursday game. That's the big game everyone yeah. wants to see across opening night. And then you have Sunday night game, Monday night game people care about. Maybe there'll be two. Who knows? And then everyone else in week one, everybody's kind of following their own teams, excited for their games. But you don't have the national platform. Like, you'll get that with this Friday game. So you got to fly 13 hours to get it, but it's going to be a big, big okay. stage. Well, think about this, though. 
the only one team has been named, right? The Philadelphia Eagles. And why do you think that is? I bet you the Eagles said, we want to do this. Oh, we want to go and be too. Brazil's team? Yeah, they okay. just like Jacksonville is London's team. Uh, Bogish, can you just mark this down to make a little mental note or whatever? When the Eagles get off to a 1-5 and five start, when Perloff is going to blame the trip to Brazil because they were tired <laughs> from all the travel, dehydrated maybe, and if something goes wrong with the Eagles in the beginning of the season, Perloff will blame Brazil. Ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. So with, 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 with Arizona, it was dry heat. In Brazil, what <laughs> yep. would be the humidity, I assume? Carnival. <laughs> rainforest. Yeah, exactly. Rainforest <laughs> issues. <laughs> they get, go to the Amazon and, uh, you know, had someone got their toe snatched by an anaconda. Perloff will come up with something. Well, listen, I got much bigger problems. Uh who are my defensive backs on this trip to Sao Paulo? Tell me that. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta find somebody who can cover anybody. Can Neymar play? Can Neymar play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe go down there and scout. I Ma- mean. Maybe this this trip will take somebody out of the opposing wide receivers because that's the only way we're stopping anybody <laughs> next year. Although. Vic Fangio, I Vic Fangio coaches well near the equator. That's a no. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I'm telling you, I, does he? That, you hold they, it. I I'm okay with this trip. The Eagles need something radical. They need to change something, and I think it's going to Brazil. <laughs> wow. Said no one ever. I love Vic Fangio, who you know, according to Ron Jaworski, didn't like that players were partying in Miami yeah. allegedly and were not oh, as yeah. you know dialed <laughs> in. Point. What do you think Brazil's gonna do? <laughs> well, it's it's sort of funny, by the way. The headline came out, and we were on the bus to media night, and I said to Maggie, "It said NFL announces Friday Eagles will play." I'm like, "Wow." Are they talking about the Philadelphia Eagles or the band, the Eagles? Because, <laughs> how, how, first of all, how do they already know the Eagles are going to play? They haven't announced any overseas games. This seems such a weird announcement. Man. Uh, that, that, that's months away. And now all of a sudden the Eagles are playing Brazil. I'm going to roll with it. And you can mark that. I will not use it as an excuse, I promise. Do you realize we're going to have to put duct tape over his mouth nope. for him not to use this as an excuse? And even if the Eagles start 10-1, and one, if they fall off in that halfway point of the season or the back half of the season, you'll recall the Brazil trip. Well, the yep. reality is the players, okay, they'll be Sunday on their couch watching the rest of the league open up. So they do get an extra two days. I don't know. Friday night football. What do you think? Who watches football on Friday night? I NFL, always thought so the weird. NFL didn't do the didn't do football on Friday nights, sort of out of a courtesy to high school footballs, like high school for Fridays, Saturdays for college, Sunday, Monday, Thursday are for the NFL. I think it's Friday night's the worst TV night. That's where the crappy shows go. So where's the TV rating? But now the NFL. Everybody watches every game. No, I'm excited. I like I like that the Eagles get one of these standalone games. Maybe they finally get a good turf because it's soccer. Yeah. There you go. Bush, <laughs> what else we got, sir? P.S. Do we know if Brazil wants Eagles fans? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great oh, that's a good one. I don't think Brazil knows what's about to hit them. Do you I, think Brazil, do you think they like the... Do the think Patriots. Like cheese, I was going to say, do you think like cheese sticks? They love they love steaks. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's that'd Argentina be, too. Oh, there like, you go, yeah. EJ. You're already segment producing for the pregame show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I thought, wouldn't they all? Wouldn't they be Patriots fans watching Giselle root on Tom Brady all those years? I mean, Giselle's like oh, a national treasure. Uh, I think they are 100 percent into soccer. What yeah. we call soccer, I think they could care less. So, but this is a, that's a big market. The NFL is doing. Is there a Mexico game too? I yes. know there were issues with the stadium. Oh, are they, are they back in Mexico City? Pretty sure there's a Mexico game. We know the five teams, the four teams playing in London slash Germany, and now we know oh, the they, Eagles in in uh, Brazil. Sorry, Bogus. So they did announce all the other overseas. They announced teams the as well. teams that are technically the home teams for those games, not the actual oh, matchups. Oh, okay, okay. So it's that's already- why Philly was announced and not the other teams. Wait, Correct. not to put you on the spot, but do we know the home teams for the other ones? 
Um, yeah, well, the Jaguars, too. I mean, I, I did it in an update a couple of weeks ago. I think they did it as the postseason oh, was beginning. Okay. But I'd have, I'd have to look it up. I don't memorize things wow. like that. Wow. How dare you? Yeah. By the way, Mexico game is postponed this year. Oh, okay. Azteca Stadium. Yeah, they got problems. They got issues with that. Which stadium. is weird because they're, they're doing the World Cup. I guess that's two years from now, so I guess they'll be done by then. But but yeah, no no Mexico game this year. Okay. Uh, all right, we got to the bottom of that. Bogus. What else? Well, as we know, Mike Vrabel did not find a job after divorcing the Titans, according to the Athletic. Part of Vrabel's problem is being big and strong and handsome. I wonder what that's like. Vrabel might be too <laughs> imposing to the dudes built like me running some NFL teams. They didn't Wait, win. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A football coach was too big to get hired. This was in the athletic. Yeah, it's in the athletic. I actually think uh, Diana Rossini, who you posted a picture with last night, I believe she at least co-wrote the story. Um, she seems pretty connected in Tennessee from yeah, previous stories. Yeah. And part of it was that Vrabel doesn't necessarily do well in meetings because he's so big and burly. It's a great- I, most people called BS on it. Did you see the tweet, Bogus, where there's a picture of Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones with her dragon saying that the the woman owner of the Lions is the only one who's not afraid of a big NFL coach because <laughs> she hired Dan Campbell? <laughs> so uh, I think her name, Sheila Camp, uh, is uh, sort of the only owner with any balls in this situation to have a gigantic NFL head coach. Wait, but head, NFL head coaches are all, they're all, all they used Nobody's to be like, all big. No, they're not Nobody's like Vrabel. Lying, they're no, they're all skinny nerds yeah, like me. Mike, Shane yeah, Steichen is Mike the McDaniel, model. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if we knew football, we'd have jobs in the NFL. <laughs> Brian, Brian Callahan does not look like Mike Vrabel. I mean, there's a big difference. Okay, wait. Sorry, I'm not trying to do a little back of the envelope here, but Mike McCarthy is not a small person. No, there's a difference between being husky <laughs> and being a former NFL linebacker. Right. <laughs> okay, well, Robert Sala cuts a pretty imposing figure, and he miraculously still has a job. Yeah. I don't think this is like a hard and fast. Kevin O'Connell's... M- not small oh as a my quarterback. Gosh. Kevin O'Connell's a ray of sunshine. Mike Vrabel <laughs> killed people for a living. Get, I mean, okay, but he's not tackling you in the interview. Yeah. Now, have the, you seen a Mike, a Mike Vrabel gaggle with media? I mean, he looks like he's about to tackle them when he right. talks to the them. Dude's he's eating he's, kneecaps. Yeah, he's physically No, that's imposing. Campbell. Yeah, yeah. But we Vrabel, got it from Vrabel. Vrabel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he saw Vrabel, Vrabel do it. Vrabel at halftime will grab a center and grab his face mask and they'll start crying in, to each other. They're D'Amico ridiculous. Ryans was one of the most feared defenders. What not are you Mike, talking about Not here? Mike Vrabel. You guys are unevenly applying this thing. No, this no, 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 no. We're not, uh, we're, not, we're not uneven playing anything. We didn't write the story, and your reaction is the one that most people had to this. I, well, oh, I'm just okay, I, don't you're killing the messenger here. I'm sorry, no, bogus. Damn. The, no. <laughs> the bulk of the story was that Vrabel, his biggest sin might have been angering and knocking on with two GMs, back to back GMs in Tennessee. But it also has the caveat that apparently some people don't handle him well because he's yeah. so big and burly. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Andy Reid, I mean, I know. I, well, yeah, I, yeah, this is the, interesting. I feel like this is the one profession where s- your how you look at your size it like doesn't matter. Anyway, uh I'm going to have to go read this article. One thing, too, D'Amico Ryans has slimmed down a lot since his playing. Right, I was thinking and, that, too. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about intimidating. I mean, I know, I don't know how he is, he's but... He looks kind of short to me, though. Also, he he's always smiling. He's way he, different vibe than Vrabel. The way he played was very violent. I don't know. Is D'Amico Ryan's a particularly violent player? I don't remember one way or the other. He wasn't like a uh, Vontae's perfect. No, no, he wasn't dirty. 
But okay, this is interesting to me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look it up. Bogus. What else you got? Uh, apparently, I don't have any time for anything else. So oh, okay. back to we, you guys. Well, we gotta say this is one of the true cool things that we get to do in Vegas. Perloff, when you're in Las Vegas, besides going to the Elvis theme yeah. wedding yesterday, we also are gonna have a magician right here on our set. Oh boy! To teach us a card trick and do a lot of other fun stuff. So there you go. Murray the Magician <laughs> is going to join us next here on The Row. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. When I tell you we are so excited for our next guest, I think it's an understatement. You come to Las Vegas, Perloff, what do you have to do? You have to go to a Magic Act. Of course. Well, instead, we're lucky enough to have the Magic Act come to us. Murray the Magician is the first and maybe only viral magician you have over almost two million subscribers on youtube murray it is our pleasure to welcome you here to the maggie and pearl thank show. you for having me how are you get welcome to vegas oh well thank you uh <laughs> first of all before we get into you're gonna teach us some tricks you sure. brought a sword i did so we're excited I a about sword that for a trick how'd you get into magic Man, uh, anything to avoid education and going to school. <laughs> you know, I uh, you know I started when I was seven years old in Vancouver, Canada, and I saw David Copperfield on TV years ago, yep. way way back. You know, Avengers, the Statue of Liberty, and all that. And I thought, man, that's pretty wild. You know, and as a kid, you get certain things when you grow up. You get a Matchbox car set, and you get a you know a scooter, and then you get a magic kit, probably like a lot of kids do. So I got it, and I kind of stuck. You know, and I thought, well, this is kind of cool. So I started learning the tricks, and then through getting you know, through my early teens, I got another magic kit, and I realized you could do kids' birthday parties, you know, because I'd, I'd, I'd go to the swimming rec center, you see these ads, you know, clowns or whatever the heck it was, they're trying to, you know, pitch their show, and I thought, well, I could sell myself as a magician. I mean, h- half an hour show, make a few bucks, so I started doing that. Took a Yellow Pages ad out when I was like 11 or 12, I had a little <laughs> office phone in my bedroom, and I started booking myself, and then the, the jobs I couldn't do, I booked out and took 10 or 15% <laughs> off those people. So magician yeah. slash entrepreneur. Well, of course, yeah. So I started that, and I realized it's pretty cool living, you know. And I've been doing it ever since, still fooling people, getting paid for it. So just don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barry, we put everything through a sports lens. Who's the Michael Jordan of magic? Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing. I think the Michael Jordan of magic is really uh, David Copperfield, mm-hmm. you know, or David Blaine. Yep. You know, they, they've been really out there. They're both two different styles of magicians. You know, David Blaine's much more... Um, you know, death-defying in the sense of he's hanging off stuff and doing things where he holds his breath for, you know, 12 minutes at a time, you know, almost like what Houdini did, yep. you know, whereas Copperfield has the artistic of a theater and does the very Broadway style of magic, you know, very classy, eclectic, you know, things well, like that. Well, I mean, if that's a Michael Jordan, then I think Murray you is know. the LeBron James because <laughs> he is, is the modern <laughs> version, the YouTube subscribers doing everything for this mass audience, and you've been working and doing magic on the strip for a very long long time what is it that makes a great magician not good great is it because the technical proficiency of the magic is it the personality and the showmanship what takes you from good to elite I think what, what it does is I think it's to be a great entertainer yeah. you know when I got into magic I didn't want to just be a magician sure. you know I like everything you know I want to be funny I want to be entertaining and when I was young you know I started on cruise ships you know touring the world and when I started doing that a comedian came up to me and said you know what you're really funny why don't you 
do more jokes in your show. And I said to him in my early 20s, going, well, I'm not a comedian, I'm a magician. And he said, why don't you just be an entertainer? Yeah. And I thought, man, that's, that's strong. That's, that's a lot stronger than just being a magician because you can you, you, you widen your you know, reach for who you want to entertain. So I really took that to heart. So I started trying to be funny and weird looking and comb my hair spiky blonde, <laughs> which I have, and my black frame glasses. You know, I grew up watching Liberace. Yeah. You know, I grew up watching the, the Howard Stern people. People are just off, off a little bit. You know, Minnie Pearl, people know who that is. It's an old act that used to, in the country world, used to have a hat with a price tag that hung off it. You know, <laughs> and she just kept it there. And that was, so I really looked up these, these people that I thought, man, they were really wild and different. And if I want to get in the business, I want to at least look like somebody before I am somebody. <laughs> so as a kid growing up, I just try to brand myself a little bit, you know. We get to interview Hall of Fame football yeah. players, coaches, all players. We've only been looking forward to you, Murray. Yeah, I got to tell you. <laughs> I'll pay Murray, you later. You laugh. I was just in an interview with our affiliate in Boise, and mm -hmm. they asked me, who are your interview? I'm like, well, you know, Emmett Smith, Miles Garrett. I list like three Hall of <laughs> yeah. Famers. But I'm like, what you really want to tune in for is Murray the Magician. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, ooh. And I swear, they're like, ooh, you got a magician? That's different. That's interesting. <laughs> but if you ever saw me throw a football, you'd be like, yep, he's a magician. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a magician. You picked the right line of <laughs> oh, work. Oh, boy, okay, yeah. You brought a sword. I did. You want to see a trick? Uh, yes, All right. Please. All right, let's do this Murray trick, the all Magician right? is here. You so want to check him out? Uh, of course, you can this. come see him in Las Vegas. If you can't make it to Vegas, his YouTube channel is absolutely popping. Almost 2 million <laughs> subscribers. Okay, yes. so let's describe this theater of the mind for the yeah, radio of course, audience. Of course. So I have a sword here. It's a bent sword, unfortunately, because when I flew back from my show in Tahoe, I don't want to name the airline that did this, but they fly south and they fly west. But the point <laughs> is, I have a bent sword here. Why I have a sword in 2024, I'll never know. Uh, but I also have a deck of cards, because that's what you do. Yeah. So I'm going to have you guys select a card. Okay. okay. And being on the radio, you can actually probably say it over the radio, because you're not really going to give away whether the trick works or not, if I know what the cards are, you know what I mean? So you can do that. <laughs> but um, say stop whenever you want. You're going to select a card, right? So I have 52 cards here. Um, I'm going to have them pick three cards, okay. all right? So here we go. Say stop whenever you want. Stop. Right there. Now, do me a favor. Take the card. Hang on to that. Okay. You can show the viewers, memorize all that, who's watching on, of course, on the uh, live feed. Yep. And I'm going to cut the deck. How many times? Two or three times? Uh, two. Two. All right. Here we go. Once, twice. It's clean, right? Yeah. Take that off. Have a look at that card. And then okay. one more for you. Say stop whenever you wish again. Stop. Great. Take the card. Have a look at that. So you have three cards. Memorize the cards. You can show each other. Okay. And uh, and if you guys do want to say what the cards are out on uh, out loud, you're more than welcome to. It's not going to affect them. So okay. Go for, it. go for it. I've got the five of spades. All right. Okay. I have a queen of hearts and an eight of diamonds. Great. So say stop whenever you want. Stop. Put it back in the pack. Okay. And you know what your card is, right? Yes. Do not forget that. Okay. I really didn't remember what down. you just said. Say stop whenever <laughs> you want. Okay, right stop. there, great, put it down. Now you know what your card is, right? Yep. Place your card right on top of here. I'm gonna cut it into the pack like so. Now you know what the three cards are, correct? I do. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, who's good at shuffling cards? Which one, who wants to shuffle? Oh, shovel? sure, All I've right, always wanted to be a Perfect. blackjack Mix dealer in my Perfect, mix them up really well. <laughs> okay. I probably Perfect. shouldn't say that with my boss standing right here. <laughs> this whole radio <laughs> thing doesn't turn out, I'm just gonna go, I'm not very good at it. Right. Shuffle again? Yeah, whatever you want, okay. you're the boss. It's, all right. You know, it's all in your hands now. Don't <laughs> Thank do it you. Well. I was just told I'm better trick. at radio. It's <laughs> <laughs> debatable. All right. I'm going right, to the cards back. So I got them here. I'm going to take the Phantom cards, fan them in the air. And as I fan them in the air, I'm going to take this sword. I'm going to stab the cards in the air. Okay. okay. All right. And as I do that, I'm going to see if I can find you three cards. I know do we have to well. move away? Yeah. No, no, we, no, you're, are we you're good. Danger? You're okay. fine. You're fine. Here we go. You guys ready? Here we go. Throw them in the air. Come on. That's it. Watch. Oh, check that out. Three cards are now on my sword. Okay. And, uh, 
do me a favor. Um, yellow one of your cards. What's your card? Five of spades. Five of spades. Is the five of spades on there? Everyone, that's five of spades right there, right? That's your card. Yes. Five of spades on the sword. There's only three cards on the sword, right? Whoa. All right, yellow one of your cards. Queen of hearts. Queen of hearts. Let's have a look. Uh, that's Queen of Hearts right there, right? Yeah. That's that is a Queen of Hearts. Yeah. And then what's the third card here? It is an Eight of Diamonds. Eight of Diamonds right there, yes. Eight of Diamonds with your cards. How? There How did go. this happen? You guys Murray. are hired. You can stay in my show. Show's at 4 o'clock Tropicana. You're on stage. Let's go. Amazing. <laughs> thank you for that. This is awesome. Murray, thank you so, so much. You're going to make us a hit on Radio Row. You are a hit on Radio Row. And, of course, on YouTube. Go subscribe. You already have nearly 2 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. 5 billion views, including your wife doing magic tricks, yep. which is pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a little twist. Yep. Um, you are just such a gentleman. Thank you for coming to join us. Well, thanks for having me on here. And enjoy the Super Bowl. What yeah, a we, time, huh? we won't embarrass you with this card trick. We're going to execute this <laughs> at the <laughs> highest level. Yeah. You can come open for me to Tropicana. If you get down, i got a spot for Just you. Just don't have a pack of cards for Maggie to open. No. That will go <laughs> that take a while. Yeah. It'll take about half an hour. Everyone's going to have to need a few more drinks if I get the card open, including me. Uh, Murray the Magician, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, guys. Okay, I'm one for four on the card trick. You've been practicing a lot more yeah. in Murray the Magician. Amazing. Um, I already forgot it. We were up for like 20 hours yeah. yesterday. Uh, how, when were you practicing? I tried it on different people last night, and <laughs> EJ saw me fail. There's a little trick where I turn the card over. I always forget to memorize what the card is. So I'm like, <laughs> it's <laughs> I a fatal it. flaw. Of yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it was because I was it. so sleep deprived, I couldn't remember <laughs> five of clubs. I'm being dead serious. Like I would look at it and just go right out of my mind. Well, we were at uh, we were at um, the Super Bowl media day last night. You know, our plan was like, oh, we'll get some players, we'll do some card tricks, and I can tell Perloff was not confident it was going to go oh, yeah. well. <laughs> there was he was a, like, I don't think we can do this. There was a gaggle of five Chiefs right there, and I had the cards out. I'm like, I'm not going to show my lane trick and fail these guys <laughs> these guys are already judging me to fail in front of super bowl players would be the worst oh man okay 855-212-4cbs let's go back to the phones dave is in san francisco wants to talk about brock purdy expectations for this game good morning dave what's up yeah good morning guys um i just wanted to say you know brock you know he's found himself in a position that you know not many uh you know, rookies or any second-year players have uh, found themselves. I mean, uh, the talk about the comeback player of the year, you know, no, no one even mentioned him because, like, they were just looking at his stats and, you know, they're you know, promoting him for MVP. Uh, you the know, guy is, it's a good point, you know, Dave, and it's a good point. We really have not marveled. Like, we followed Aaron Rodgers' Achilles minute by minute. Yeah. The Brock Purdy getting back from that elbow injury, it was ahead of schedule. Yeah. We know the team reached out to Tom Brady as a contingency plan because they weren't sure about Purdy's elbow. Hey, wait, what about all the stuff that quarterbacks are defined by all the offseason work they put in? He just showed up in August and was, like, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you play so much college football. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. you got yeah. a lot of reps under your belt. Yeah, I, I thought don't know. you needed it's... to be throwing every day for six months to be good anymore. Apparently not. We've got so much more for you, including our burning question about Patrick Mahomes in this Super Bowl. Peter King is going to join us live on Radio Row. Lots to do. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.